friends, and welcome to another episode of the Alchemy of the Human Experience, where we talk about all things mind, body, and spirit wellness as we navigate the alchemy of this human experience and reach our higher selves and getting to live a really satisfying life. And I'm Giselle Beaumet. And if it's your first time here, I want to give you the warmest welcome, get comfortable, have a seat, just be here and receive and let's have this discussion together. And if you are an OG listener, thank you for being here. I appreciate you so much for continuing to listen to the Alchemy of the Human Experience and being with me. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you five outrageous things that I do in raising my kids. If you know me, you know that I raise my kids really mindfully very intentionally. I use positive parenting. And I currently have three teenagers and a eight-year-old son. And I happen to also have an amazing relationship with each of them. I am loving having teenagers, contrary to the warnings that I received when they were younger, where everybody was telling me, oh, you better enjoy it now when they get older, when they're teenagers. Oh my God. You know, and these warnings, which people still get, because I hear it from some of you, you tell me that you get these warnings. And it's such a lie because it really depends on how you raise them when they're younger is the kind of intention that you put into when you're younger. As I always say, your toddler, if you have a toddler, Whatever relationship you're having with your toddler is the same relationship you're going to have when they're teenagers. And the same thing if they're preschoolers or early school age kids, the experience you're having is a foundational experience that you're going to have when they're also teenagers. It's not like they ridiculously change into like these alien teenagers that you've never met before. It's the same kids. They're just older now. And so set a good foundation and you're going to have a great time having teenagers. But I do want to tell you, I've done things different. Some things I have talked about, the alchemy of the human experience, I have mentioned before some of the things and I've mentioned them before with a little bit of hesitation because, you know, I'm human being. I don't like getting judged, you know, <laughs> um, but I'm going to spill the beans right now. I'm going to just tell it outright and I'm going to own them because actually <clears throat> I've done these things and I'm enjoying having teenagers and we have an amazing relationship. And not just that, they're, they are academically, they're just geniuses. They're doing amazing in school. They're socially capable. They're talented. They have amazing communication skills. Like it's all worked out despite these outrageous things that I've done. So without holding you any longer, let's begin. Number one. Okay. I'm going to just straight out say it. Number one, I let my kids swear. My kids can say curse words in my house. They can say curse words. We have um, not every single curse word. And really, that's just a personal reason because I don't like the sound of a couple of them. But they can say curse words. Now, here's the rule. They can say it in context. So, for example, if they're having a bad day and they want to say a shit, they can say, I'm having a shitty day. They can say that. 
I'm not even going to blink an eye. I'm going to be like, oh, really? What's making your day so shitty? Now, if you're like most adults, you also use curse words. Not everybody. I know, not everybody. But most adults use swear words, curse words. So I personally have never understood why if we can use it, the kids can't. I don't get that. So what I did for my household, I'm not saying do this for your household. None of this, by the way, am I saying you need to do these things to have a great relationship. I'm just sharing what I believe has also contributed on top of being a mindful, intentional parent. But I allow my kids to just talk and flavor their words. And that's exactly what I call it. It's just flavoring the words. And before anybody comes at me, there was an NPR segment where a, I think he was a professor, a PhD, he wrote an entire book about swear words. And he said, you know, we really are the only, we're the people that put value into it, whether it's good value, bad value into it. But other than that, it's just a word on its own. It's just a word and it can be fine. Like you're a badass. If I say you're a badass, that's like a really good thing, right? So, or if you, you can put it in, have a negative term to it, you know, and use that differently. I won't use that now. Um, but we're the ones who do that. So I've taught my kids to use it in context. Perfectly fine. So that's one of the things that we do that's outrageous. Uh, if you fear, if you're like, hmm, this might be interesting. Maybe I might do that. Guess what? They don't actually go around swearing when they're out and about. They know the difference between at home, I get to talk like this. And when I'm on about this, is what socially acceptable uh, communication looks like. Okay. Number two, the pardon. So I've taught my kids since they were little, 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 you come to me and you tell me what you did (laughs) that was not okay. Or tell me what your, you know, um, whatever secret you have that you're afraid of getting in trouble, you come to me and you tell me about it. You are automatically pardoned. I do not care what it is is. I do not care what it is. If it was that you cheated in your math test or that you, um, I don't even know what's, what's a bad thing that, that a kid could do. Um, or you lied about, you know, you lied to your friend or you lied to me, uh, you snuck out, uh, or something, whatever it is. If you come to me, you're pardoned. On the opposite, if I somehow find out now we have to deal with whatever natural or logical consequence goes with us so that you can learn about it. But you can bypass that, my friend, by just coming to me and telling me and you are automatically pardoned. It's been really good. I'm really, really happy that I've had that. In fact, uh, just the other day, my eight-year-old son was... Uh, he's an anime kid. I was an anime kid as well. So I'm actually really happy that he is too. And he was um, looking at an anime and, um, and I asked him, or I noticed that he kind of like closed it down quickly. And so I said, Hey babe, what's, what's the deal? Like what's, what's happening that you had to close that down? Oh, nothing, nothing. And you know, you know, your kid. And, and the thing is, most kids just really suck at lying anyway. So I said, Hey, babe, what's, what's the rule? What happens if you just tell me? He goes, Nothing happens. I don't get in trouble. I go, Okay, then why don't you just tell me? He goes, Well, I was watching the show, and at this one episode, there was an inappropriate part. 
And I go, oh, really? What was the inappropriate part? And he told me the inappropriate part. And I go, how did that make you feel when you saw that? And he told me how it made him feel. And I go, what do you think was inappropriate about it? And he told me what was inappropriate. What would have been a better better action in that anime? And he told me what it would have been a better action. So it's, here's my example. I use it as a learning opportunity. So they still learn through that part. And I'm like, all right, well, cool. Thanks for letting me know. And that was it, right? So um, the pardon is works amazing. I'm so happy that I found that. Okay, number three, everything is on the table. And by what I mean by that is that if my kids were to come, let's say my 17-year-old came to me and said, I want to do A, B, and C. And let's just think that A, B, and C is something that she's not typically allowed to do or, or something that parents would be shocked at if their kids was to do. Uh, if she came to me and said, this is what I want to do, uh, I would ask some curiosity questions to find out just to have her kind of think it through. And then if she's like, yeah, I still want to try it. I would say, all right, cool. Uh, I just want to be the one present when you do that the first time. Everything's on the table. Obviously, as I just said, that. <laughs> as I just said that, I thought about, for example, sex and <laughs> not gonna, I would not be present, obviously, if that was the case. But I would also not look, I would ask the curiosity questions and I would not make it something that is dirty or evil or you should not be doing it. And that's the main thing when it comes to on the table for me. Meaning that I want, my goal for that is a responsibility. If you're going to do something, I do not want you to sneak and do it. I don't want you to do it with your peers because that can be dangerous. Like I would rather that they know my mom's cool with it all. She just wants to be in the vicinity you know, like that's what I would rather, that's a safer way. And so as a result, what has happened with this is lost all its intrigueness. So, you know, uh, if you remember being a teenager and if you did something sneaky that you weren't supposed to do, there was almost an excitement level because you were doing something that you weren't supposed to do and you snuck it or you did it with your friends or whatever it was. All of that is removed in my household because it's all allowed if they wanted to. Therefore, what has happened is they just don't, they have no interest in it. So it has worked really well for me to have the everything's on the table rule. Number four outrageous things that I do is that I let my kids call me out. So my work has been my work since my daughter was born. Since my daughter was born, Within a few months, I was already working with parents and that, and, and then that has gradually transformed over the years where now I'm just working with people, whether or not you have kids or not. And we work in mind, body and spirit wellness, right? So my kids are really aware of that and, and they see my stuff, you know, they go on my social media, they go on my website, they've heard me talking, they've heard me teaching classes, they've been with me when I've taught classes, so they know all of this. So that means sometimes they'll call me out. They'll hear me say something and then I do something because I'm human. I allow my kids to call me out. My kids are my uh, accountability accountability buddies, to be honest. Uh, I am not afraid to be really open and authentic with them because I actually desire for them to call me out if I am off my path in some way. 
And if something does, if something does not align with how I want to live, I want my kids to be able to call me out. For some parents, you know, depending on how you were raised or how you're raising your kids, that would be outrageous. I would be like, oh my goodness, I don't apologize to my kids. My kids don't tell me how I need to act, you know, and there's a little bit of ego that goes with that. But for me in my household, it's worked out really well to allow my kids to be brutally honest with me when they need to be about me. And they have made me a better person in many ways in that they can do that because there's not that many people who are going to intimately know me energetically the way my children do. And so I allow them to call me out. All right, let's get to the final thing that is outrageous that I do. It's not going to sound that outrageous, but it is because today there's still kids being raised who are not being actively heard. So one thing that I do is I actively listen to my kids. And ah, that was not how I was raised. That's not how a lot of you were raised. I know because I hear your stories. And that's not even how we actively engage with a lot of people, even though we should. Because the basis of good communication is comprehension. And the way to really comprehend somebody is to actively listen to them. So I do a lot of listening to my kids. I do my bestest to reserve judgment and to not tell them, especially my teenagers, what they should do. I will ask intriguing or curiosity questions where they can help work out what they should do themselves. But mostly, I'm just holding a space and doing a lot of active listening, a lot of active listening. I don't take anything personal. Like if my kids were were talking to me about something that they felt that I wasn't doing right as a mother for them, I don't take it personal. I'm, I'm literally an open space for them to just vent and tell me their things. And I actively listen to them. That same goes with school issues, friends issues, life issues, like anything that they actually want to talk about. And that I started early. I started as, as toddlers. So my friends, these outrageous things, in addition to being really intentional about parenting mindfully, which meant a lot of reparenting of myself, has resulted in amazing teenagers and amazing kids. And I'm not just saying that because I'm their mom. I hear this as well from other people. (laughs) And so it's created what I was really striving to create as I was raising my kids. And it's just getting better and better. I put in the work as a parent. I put in the work on myself because in order for me to parent Intentionally and mindfully, I needed to really work on my own self, on my inner childhood wounds, on my childhood traumas, on my learned behaviors, on um, changing the patterns of how I was raised. And so I had to do a lot of reparenting and, and I continue to do this. Not like I've arrived by any means at all. I continue to do that. And a lot of that work is the same work that we do in the Alchemy membership, which is why I, I highly encourage you to go take a look. I'll put it in the link in the show notes because we do a lot of that internal work. Because if we are operating from a space that is confident and calm and at peace and really, really deeply connected to how we want to live, who we want to be, and our inner guidance, it just kind of pours out into how we navigate our relationships with our partners, 
with other people in our lives, and of course, with our children. And on top of that, there's a complete mindful parenting course at the Alchemy Membership. So let me know what other, you know, if you do any of these outrageous things and what other outrageous things you might do that it goes against the grain, but it's actually resulting in having a healthy, amazing relationship with your children. You can reach out to me on Instagram, or you can send me an email through granolababies.com and Instagram, I'm Giselle Bome. Thank you so much for listening. If I can ask you to please leave a five-star review. If, if you cannot leave a five-star review, just don't leave a review. Just send me a message instead and tell me what you want me to improve. But otherwise, leave me a five-star review so that other people just like you can find the show and um, enjoy you know, the community of being in this human experience together. Be well.